Hey guys, welcome to episode 34 of the 13th Man Podcast. I hope you've had a great week, and I hope you have an even better weekend. The reason you're hearing my voice before we actually start this is because I just want to apologize quickly for my audio in this episode. You'll notice that I sound a little bit tinny, as I would like to describe it. I did my very, very best to fix it. I think it's acceptable enough that I can still put this episode out. As I have mentioned previously on Twitter, we are experimenting with new ways of recording, and Shane's audio, you'll notice, is a lot more clear than it used to be. Uh, mine, on the other hand, is a little bit tinny, like I said. That's simply because I had my microphone in the wrong setting when I was recording this, so it will not be an issue going forward. This is a one-episode thing that you won't ever see again unless I mess up again. So thank you for sticking with us here, and I appreciate you. Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of the 13th Man Podcast. It's Shane, we got Frankie along with us as always, and we got a little bit to talk about. There's been some news that's happened over the last couple of days about a possible CFL season, and we'll just see where the conversation takes us on this episode. It seems like how we've been doing it. We uh, talked a little bit about merch that we've started to, to finally produce after a long-awaited tease of it. And we will uh, extra long, actually. Yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since uh, since we started talking about it. But, you know, it, it's finally here. And that's the important thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of excited about it, especially since we've been talking about kind of a secondary operation that we're looking at that I think is super cool. And lots of lots of good, fun stuff in there, including a throw blanket that shane has described as sexy okay that got him in a little bit of hot water at home okay okay let's be fair the way it looks it just it's one of those blankets where you look at and you're like i can see this on my bed it's one of those blankets that's all we gotta say i i i don't see how that correlates to it being sexy but because when someone's sexy you want it in 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 your bed Okay. See, okay. it works. Okay. You're just an I innocent mind. I think this mind. might actually be the. I, I see the. This might be the reason why you actually got in trouble in the first place. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to agree with that comment there, Shane. I, I'm. I'm condemning that. I mean, it works. So hey, I'll, I'll die on that hill. It's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's disgusting, Shane. <laughs> It's a nice blanket, and you guys can check it out. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, I guess you have a sneak peek since we'll be releasing the uh, the new merch store uh, probably around 11 o'clock Eastern time, so an hour after this episode is released. But if you go over to Redbubble, uh, honestly, it's a fantastic site. A bunch of different things. You just, whatever you want, you can probably find it there. But we've opened up a store there, uh, 13th Man Podcast, always. But it, there's some, some interesting things. You can get things all the way from a, a, a backpack to coasters to masks. So definitely check it out. We'll be dropping the link, obviously, uh, on, at 11 o'clock Eastern on, uh, on Friday. Yeah, of course, too. The other way that you can get to it, eventually uh, we will get the site updated so that this link and everything else that you need to get to this store is in our shop on our site. Uh, but right now on our shop, we actually have three products available. Again, the the polo shirt, the Nike Athletic shirt, and the uh, 13th Man Podcast hoodie. Uh, you can fill out the order form below, place a $5 deposit, or the full price. doesn't matter to us. It's refundable anyway. Um, so that gets you in for a pre-order for one of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to visit our Redbubble shop, which has... Definitely a much wider variety and some, honestly, some pretty good prices, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you can also rock us on your phone, your laptop, because we got those there too. It's honestly a fantastic store. Lots of stuff. T-shirts, baseball, three-quarter uh, sleeve shirts, um, some other stuff that Shane took out. We had an acrylic block for some reason. That's not there anymore. <laughs> but we got we got I long tees for the the big guys out there. Uh, unfortunately, they only go up to a two X, but they they have some long tees there. We'll be using Redbubble as kind of like the knickknack stuff, the small item stuff that you know we don't need to keep in like 
it'd be hard to keep in stock and keep on us because not everyone wants that kind of stuff. So we'll be using Redbubble for that. Uh, we'll be using it, and then we'll have our main shop for the bigger items. Yeah, it's kind of kind of nice for us too. There's a whole lot of reasons why I'm a big fan of this shop, <laughs> and most of them pertain to my wallet. <laughs> but got to got to spend money to make money. Yeah, but when you don't have to spend money and you still make money, that's more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, too, if you are at all wondering, for whatever reason, what our plans are with anything that we make, I think it's, at this point, dropping it right back into the podcast to make a better quality show. Oh, 100%. Any money we make from the merch, like any any money you, we, we get or, you know, from you guys to support us, we'll go right back into the show to make sure that we're getting the best quality show that we can give you guys. Yeah, I'm that's that's been the plan here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're we're selling this we're not selling the merch right now to make profit. We just want to make the best quality show and you know, the the support is uh is much appreciated. For sure. And sorry for the background noise here. Somebody has decided that they need to shower. So this shouldn't proceed for too much longer, but that's the problem. I'll do my best. Of, problem of recording in an unfinished basement. Hey, you know what? Don't knock my studio it's fantastic okay (laughs) yeah sure um but you know i think going forward we have a lot more planned for everybody Uh, more videos stuff like that i think we'll we'll get there hopefully eventually yeah so the big thing that i'm going to be working on very shortly is cutting up clips of the podcast and sharing them uh across facebook that's probably going to be our bigger video side we'll probably get a little bit more active in the youtube scene as well but uh, i know a lot of you find this show weekly or bi-weekly through no not even bi-weekly semi-weekly is the one i'm looking for thanks thanks for the help shane (laughs) i'm not in your head i don't know what you're thinking (laughs) you're supposed to correct me that's your job you know I don't know what you're thinking. How can I correct you? But, if I don't, you can be thinking monthly, yearly, <laughs> annually. Like, I don't know. There's so many possibilities. Our episodes are semi-weekly and I keep thinking bi-weekly, but I'm an idiot. So That's okay. yeah, I know, I, I know a lot of you find that through our face, uh, through Facebook groups of your favorite team. So there'll probably be some videos there that pertain to your team or uh, as in last week's episode, we'll cut up a little bit of stuff from an interview or something. And if it, if it pertains to the whole league, you'll see it in all your groups. Yeah, I mean, we got a so our two writers, I believe, are Rough Rider writers. Yes, um, and we have a little group chat for all of us. And <laughs> that episode dropped, and one of the guys, Dave, basically called me out, being like, "Dude, what are you talking about for for my uh, my take on the uh, Rough Riders offense?" Which hey, he I told you, Riders fans would not be happy with you. Hey, I and mean. I love- <laughs> I love the passion of Dave to just come out and say, hey, Shane, maybe he should steal our name. You know, I'm going to, he need, I want to see what he says about that. I know he was, yeah, he was um, adamant about yeah, it. So good tease. Dave is writing an article about the history of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders name, how they got it and everything. Didn't um, he just release an article about the depth chart? No. Oh, so that was the podcast. I don't know. Frankie, Frankie, ta- Frankie takes care of the website. I take care of the merch. Um, it's just kind of our specialties, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, do we want to get to some news before we bore everybody and carry this opening segment of shithousery for 10 minutes? Uh, depends on that news. I don't know what news you're talking about. This recent bit of news is a tweet that a man named Mr. Odell Willis <laughs> made yeah. today that said that the season was officially canceled. I'm, I'm sure you have probably heard... By the time this episode comes out tomorrow, that is false. There is no truth to that whatsoever. Yeah, but I mean, I understand what he's talking about, to be fair. Like, you're you're telling these guys who probably have jobs to come out of it, you know, to play a six-game season. What's the point? I mean, I understand that you want to play football, but these, these players had to move on with their lives and tell them to come out of it. You know, it's just better that we go this route instead of sitting here twiddling our thumbs. Like, I understand yeah. why he said it. Like, just cancel the 2020 season and move forward with 2021. But did he not say that the season was officially canceled? I mean, he did, but I mean, I think that's the, the benefit, right? Is that, like, he probably should be officially canceled. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, it looks like he's saying that 
Yeah, because he says CFL 2020 has been canceled. Let's get ready for 21. Which, it's... The way that he stated it sounds like he's breaking news. And he's not. Right? This is, this is according to Dave Naylor, who I messaged immediately afterwards. Uh, this isn't true. Yeah, I mean... It could be, it could be news that in the coming days that that happens but with the progress we've seen over the last couple of days Shane I don't I don't necessarily think that we're going to see a no by Friday unless the government comes out and says no oh yeah I mean I 100% believe there might be a season if the government gives money if the government doesn't give money though it's going to be an issue well I think we've known that this whole time that's that's not that's not a hot take that's that's been what this is but Justin Dunk, I believe it was, came out and said that he is now, his optimism level went from 5% to about 25 to 30% that there's going to be a 2020 season. Really? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, good friends at uh, CFL News keep us in up to date with just about everything. So if you don't follow that Twitter account, definitely do. It is totally worth your time. And... Uh, Honestly, notification bell those guys because a lot of the stuff they put out is fantastic, and uh, I have nothing but good things to say about them. They've they've helped us out a couple times here too, so. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I like how uh, I believe they're one of the ones that always repost our our episodes. Them and and CFL headlines, but I've had direct contact with the CFL news guys uh, about some stuff that we've written and and uh, recorded, especially the Dave Naylor episode. So those those guys are fantastic. That is, if you're a CFL fan, I think CFL News, among, you know, the insiders and, and that kind of stuff, I think CFL News is the one account that you have to follow. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always been a fan of CFL News. It's always been good fun. Always, they always have good stuff. So, I mean, I have no issue with it. Yeah, um, so let's let's quickly address the Rod Peterson quote, where he said that TSN was told to be ready to be in Winnipeg for three months in in September, right? I think that's what he said. I think so, something like that. I've also seen people come out and say that's false. I those people that have come out and said that aren't associated with any uh, credible news team or you know insider group from from what i know but people are claiming that it's false i i don't know dave naylor also if you remember back to a couple weeks ago said that 2020 would be in the hub city of winnipeg and the cfl came out and said no that was wrong and then it ended up being true anyway so this i think the same thing might end up happening here i actually really believe that i mean i trust dave naylor to to make sure that we got the the right information and whatnot. So he hasn't he hasn't trust like Rod Peterson hasn't spun us wrong. He hasn't let us out of view of what's going on. So I have no reason not to trust him. Yeah, I think like he's not necessarily right all the time. Like nobody's right every single time. And with with the amount of things that have been changing from day to day and and hour to hour at sometimes too, it's not fair to expect anybody to give you the right inf- information in present time that ends up being right 12 hours down the road. Yeah, considering With, the fact that they've all said that things keep changing every 12 to 24 hours. Yes, exactly. Three or two weeks ago, would would you ever have said that the CFLPA and the CFL were starting to agree on some of the the the, the things that they had massive problems with that they couldn't get over? I mean, I think if you want a season, you have no choice but to do it. 100%. 100%. But, I mean, as, as, as far as it sounds, like, the COVID protocols are, are fine. Neither the players nor the government have an issue with them from what I have seen. No, they that, haven't. That could always be, that could always be different. I, I think we all know the government is happy. And there's reports that the players are happy, which could end up being false. Uh, we've seen that before. I mean, it could also just be, you know, smoke. And sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. Other times when there's smoke, it's just a diversion. But we haven't. Have we seen a player come out on on social media and say, "No, this is this is not true. This is garbage. Don't believe this," because I think that is is a telltale sign 
if somebody's not happy, they're going to voice their opinion about it in this day and age, at least. And with the history that they've had, yeah, I'm not surprised. And no, I haven't actually seen anything. Outside of the Odell Willis, I haven't really seen much. That bad. came out of nowhere. That That's a terrible tweet by Odell. I don't think so. I mean, I think it makes sense in terms of, you know, the player situation, right? I, I think... I think he feels if, like they're getting close to a season and he is going to opt out. So, you know, for him... Like it could be, it could be a personal thing where he knows that he's not playing here because Brandon Banks retweeted it and he commented being like, you know, I'm not coming back. So I don't think it's necessarily a a broad, like a a league wide tweet. I think it's about him. I think his 2020 season's canceled. He'll be back in 2021. Let's get it again next year. Would that be third player now then that's opted out? If if that's what in fact what he means, uh, it would be him, Brandon Banks, and Delvin Bro that have all said they're not playing. I'm when did Delvin Bro say he's not playing? Delvin Bro in a in a tweet or in a in a in a something that was released. I think it was by Sportsnet or TSN. Delvin Bro said, "I don't care what the CFL does. If they started the season next tomorrow, I wouldn't be playing." I mean, that's surprising. I feel like he would be one of the guys that would be all for it. But, I mean, he's also been doing a lot since all this break, so he may feel like, you know, I don't have the time to, to go for a six-game season. Like that, That's possible. That's entirely possible. Six games for a lot of these, Amer- especially the Americans, doesn't seem very necessary. Like, it just it seems like a waste of time. It depends how hard up for cash you are. Like, if you couldn't get a job, this might be your only option. Yeah, but I mean, these guys have started to work on side projects and whatnot. He started his podcast, you know, he's been talking a lot about his story. And again, if you haven't had a chance to uh, to check it out, he released an article uh, talking about his like childhood and his time with the Saints and what happened with the Saints. And it was very insightful, you know, apparently Sean Payton's a dick um, and forces players to play injured and doesn't actually care about the players. Um, but it's actually a very insightful article a lot of swearing it's definitely not kid friendly so just uh, uh let you know there but it was very insightful to i think delvin bro is a great guy i have nothing but respect for them yeah man. let me just quote what he said too i think this was in this was in the article he wrote but he wrote covid19 has opened my eyes to life after football if we have a season starting tomorrow in canada you won't find me there I have too many great things going for me right now to play football for 33% of my salary. My life is important and I haven't been thinking about football. Well, yeah, dude almost broke, dude broke his neck and should have died when he was in high school. Yeah. You know, I think he's kind of realized that, you know, there's life after football. He's matured and I think he started to work towards it. It It's a tough break for Hamilton to have this happen, but... I, I don't want to see any disrespect for Brandon Banks or Delvin Bro for opting out. That's the one thing. I've seen I've seen what Buffalo Bills fans did to Tredavious White. And quite frankly, it was disgusting. They if you if you don't know what they did to Tredavious White, they essentially lambasted him on Twitter for saying that he was thinking about opting out. And I, I think he said that he had a young child at home or something like along those lines and people were still giving him crap. That's ridiculous. If I'm a big Bills fan, right? If if those people are going to make comments like that, in, a, in to to your star player, who, let's be real, Buffalo does not have the greatest retention for for great players, right? It's Buffalo. Don't make it worse. Shut your mouth. I mean, it's Buffalo. I mean, I don't know what else more you want from them. <laughs> right, but Tredavious White has said so many times that he loves playing in Buffalo. He loves the fans. And then they go out and they treat him like this. Shut up. He's the best cornerback in the league. He's so disrespected. I know it's a CFL show, but I, I'm on a rant now. Tredavious White is the best corner in the NFL. I don't care what you tell me. Give up zero touchdowns last year, and you're going to tell him that he's he's an asshole for not playing this year for your entertainment. Yeah, because Keep your mouth shut. because it's the Americans, right? Like those are, we'll see it here too. Oh, hundred percent. Because a lot of Canadians have somehow indulged in this American media propaganda stuff. 
I don't think it's an American thing. I think it's just an asshole thing. True. I think it's uh, these people are, you know, they're sports and how dare they, how dare they actually take care of themselves? You know, we want, we want football. We want the best players, this, that, and the other thing. Tough. Life happens. I, I, I've seen people saying that these players can opt out and still make what? I think the NFL is making $150,000 if they don't play this year. Every player. Yeah. Which is pennies for the NFL. And I get why you'd be upset that they're making that if you don't, if they don't play. But people saying that, oh, I have to work, so you should have to as well. That argument doesn't hold water when you are the one. If, if people stocking grocery stores stopped working because of COVID, people would starve. If the paramedics stopped working because of COVID, people would die. If doctors stopped working because of COVID, people would die. If a football player stops working because of COVID, nothing happens. There's a massive difference. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it depends. It's kind of hard for me to say because I don't think it's fair to... Uh, I don't even know the right word at this point. Um, like The players are set on such a high pedestal. And, you know, people expect them to play out there, like, play all the time for no, for nothing. I, I also question people that are mad that they're getting paid $150,000 to sit out. If that bothers you, stop paying for the NFL. Stop giving them money. You know, the, the only reason players get paid so much is because you give them your money. But I, I, I don't understand why you'd be upset with a human being taking $150,000 over potentially... And it's not even what? guaranteed. The money's right, not even guaranteed. You're talking about somebody who could have made $20 million this year, making 150000 and you're mad that they have that option. Sounds to me like you're just salty. Because they are. So, stop expecting these players to risk their lives for your entertainment because it makes you look like a dickbag. Well, they're still going to. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it's stupid to think, but, you know, people are assholes. People don't care. People think... If I I see you doing that, though, I will call you out on it. Well, yeah. I mean, you rightfully should. But, I mean... People won't care. They'll just laugh at you and be like, what are you talking about, bro? I mean, I, I invite everybody who listens to this who agrees with me. Call people out on it. Oh, 100%. Don't stand. Don't. Just don't. Don't accept it. It's not It's not fair to the players. It's it, It's another human being that is being put on a on a different expectation for, for no reason. Right? If you were supposed to go leave your family... To go, I don't, let's say you're a, a, a an actor, right? They want you to go stay in a hotel, isolated from the rest of the world for 12 weeks for a fraction of your money, 33%. And you have another option to stay home and, and not do that. If you have the means to do that, I'm not going. Yeah, and I mean, I think, like, it really depends on the person. It depends on the situation. For sure. Like we we talked to guys like Marco Dubois need this opportunity. This could be this could be make or break for their career because they're going to see increased field time in this, and if they have a good year, it's a it's a big break. For other guys like Delvin Bro and Brandon Banks, who are already proven in the CFL, they don't need this. They can sit out a year and come back after. How much of an impact that's going to have in their career down the road is yet to be seen, but they don't necessarily need to play this year to save their football career. I mean, I depends, right? Like those guys are older. I mean, Speedy B would definitely benefit. Like, I think it, it's fair to say that um, it would be beneficial. Well, okay. So the other thing you can look at though, is if Brandon Banks were to get hurt again this year, that could be the end of his career. He's had so many problems for 33% of his salary. Not worth it to me. God, no, not even close. Exactly. Delvin Bro, a guy who broke his neck, 33% of my salary in a year, not worth it. I'll come back later. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is that like you have to risk versus reward. How much money is it worth to go out and play? Again, guys like Marco Dubois or Dane Evans, who's playing for a contract, this is a year where if you go out and you ball out, 
a lot more money's coming your way. Yeah, but is it worth whatever you're losing? Like, you know, what job do you have that, you know, could you make yes. more money? Yes. And I think it's a more favorable situation for certain situations, and especially Canadians, right? Like, it'd be easier for a Canadian to come to the bubble. But if you're an American and you've got a job where you're making $60,000, a year, I'm probably not coming. Not at all. Depending on depending on my position, right? If I'm a, if I'm a, a an American quarterback like Bo Levi Mitchell, you bet your ass I'm coming. Because there's not a whole lot I could do that'd be worth more than thirty three percent of my salary. Uh, it depends. I mean, these guys did go to college, right? Well, and a lot of them graduate. I mean, you're talking about Bo Levi Mitchell, who's making six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, Canadian. Still, uh, you're talking about a lot of money that he'd have to to make to to repair that, but. Um, let, let's quickly touch on what Dunk, Dustin Dunk said on the Rod Peterson show. We're pretty much just stealing Rod's show at this point, I think. <laughs> but he said that the CFLPA and the league office have agreed on a number of items on the COVID-19 CBA. The majority, uh, the major one is going to be money, which is always what players want, of course. Um, they want money that is guaranteed, guaranteed money coming their way. If the season is stopped or postponed as it's going, what that means, I don't exactly know, to be honest with you. I think all of that, if I'm going to speculate what it means, I think it it just means that uh, whatever they were supposed to make this season, that 33%, they got to guarantee it if they go to the bubble, is my speculation. I don't know if you have any different thoughts on that, but that's what I think it is. No, I mean, having it as the bubble would make sense. I think guaranteeing money is probably the best way to get people there. Yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're getting money from the government too, they can definitely do that. But the CFLPA wants at, at least their veterans of the league to be guaranteed their salaries. A lot of financial talks going on behind the scenes. I think that's fair. Um, if the veterans get their money guaranteed, I think that's fair. It sucks that the the rookies and you know sophomore players aren't going to have that i i hope that they can come to an agreement to guarantee all the players their money for this season unless you know they voluntarily leave the bubble or something i think that should be an exception but uh justin dunk also said friday is the date i've heard around the league on multiple levels there will be some sort of idea of what the direction is so here's another deadline um friday as this episode drops we should be getting some information about what's going on whether that actually happens or not again we don't know because we've been teased by this what three times now yeah something like that which uh, he says make lately i've heard oh go ahead it makes things extremely difficult yes yeah because like you want to believe it and you're just like uh i don't i don't like you want to believe it you really do but there's a certain level that you can't really you can you can't stop and you have to look at it and, it and look at it realistically and I don't know if this is the third deadline like how close are we? Well, we're talking about an early October start date now. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I I'd still I'm still optimistic though. Like my optimism won't be, be gone until we hear that there's no season and now we're getting some good news. It's helping, especially because Justin Dunk goes on to say, I've heard there's a lot of positivity. They've made a lot of progress. People have gone from thinking there's literally 0% chance to playing to 5, 10, 15, 25% chance from the people I've talked to in the recent weeks. That's on both sides. The CFL thinks, the, the PA thinks there's actually a chance it can get on the field, and so does the CFL. That's the best I have right now at this minute. Ridiculous. So there's, there's the big thing that Justin Dunk said that, came out yesterday 22 hours ago as of recording this on thursday night we haven't heard necessarily any updates from that yet yeah i mean we're not i don't think we're gonna get updates until at least friday night even then i i think it's tough to make any any uh guesses on what's happening until we know what's going on with the government uh because Dave Naylor also tweeted and said the optimism slash pessimism among the CFL is changing every 12 to 24 hours. Still need approval from Health Canada. Still need commitment from a $30 million loan from the feds and still need a completed CBA, including solving the issues is whether uh, player pay will be guaranteed. 
So that's the only thing we've heard is that tweet. And it really isn't descriptive at all. It's just stating the obvious. I mean, it's relatively descriptive, right? You get... Yeah. Sorry, there there was one more. Uh, Dan Ralph of the Canadian Press said, I'm being told Public Health Agency of Canada continues to have discussions with the CFL regarding its healthy or healthy and safety health well it's definitely health health and safety protocols for an abbreviated season therefore no formal decision yet on the league's request for a 30 million non-interest loan from the federal government so we still know nothing nope and it's ridiculous part of this it like it's not just randy ambrosi's fault it's not just the pa's fault um the amount of time it's taking for the government to decide definitely doesn't help anything. No, definitely not. And it's frustrating that, like, you know, it's been it's been made that way, right? Yeah. But, you know, there's not really much we can do about it. It's more of a waiting game. Yeah. Odo Willis, since we started recording, actually tweeted, just think, people, imports have their jobs or whatever when they got going on just to come up and play for six to eight games and go home with nothing and hope they get their job back. Let's be real with ourselves for a minute. Let's plan for 2021 season and get this, this CBA deal done and move on. So I think you're right. I think he's probably talking about his own situation. Um, but I think the way he said it was just terrible. Again, I'll reiterate that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but I mean, you know, it is what it is at that point. You can't really change it. That's really all I have to say about that. I'm still optimistic that there can be a season, of course, because I'm apparently a glass half full guy uh, when it comes to the CFL. Yeah, yeah, you are. Which is kind of news to me, honestly. I didn't really know I was before, but anyway. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. But, you know, moving forward on that, we we asked to see if you guys had any questions for us. Didn't really answer. Kind of disappointed, but we did get one, and it was from Neil uh, Villapano. I always butcher his last name. Uh, he's gonna have to apologize. I'm gonna have to. He's gonna have to accept it. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Eh, I've. It's fine. At least I didn't bring up the Schneider for Horvat thing. Too late. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think overall. That que- his question is valid. It's a good question. Well, let's actually tell people what his question yeah. is. So he asked who he think who we think the top five quarterbacks in the CFL will be um, if there is a season. Uh, so we're gonna make it as a this year. We're gonna make it for next year kind of thing, uh, as you know makes the most sense. Do you want to let's let's start at five and count down. Well, yeah, obviously. Um. I'm kind of wrestling with number five in my head. Who do you have there? For next season, if we're going to base this off next season, I have number five as uh, Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams Jr. from Montreal, slotting in at number okay. five. Um, yeah, I'm wrestling between Cody Fajardo, Zach Caleros, and, and VA. Can I make it a three-way tie? Uh, sure. Cool. That's what we're doing then. Because I think they all kind of have a reason why they can be in that spot. I think Kolaros is probably just a little bit too injury prone. I think I would honestly... No, you know what? I'll pick a number five. I'm I'm picking Cody Fajardo at number five. As much as I like Vernon Adams, and I I think he's amazing, uh, I think Cody Fajardo is just a little bit ahead. See, I'm not really sold on him yet. Uh, obviously not the, not the, first but you're time. sold on, on VA. I think VA has had more experience and I think VA is in a better system. VA was a backup just as long as, well, not just as long, but for a long time, just like Fajardo. Oh, I know. I'm fully aware, but I think VA has better, has a more complete skill set than Fajardo. Okay. That's, that's fair. Like I think his, his skill set complements the game a lot better than Fajardo. I think that's fair. And like, I think the offense around him is just better. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I think, uh, yeah, I just like Fajardo. It's not, it's not a slight on Vernon Adams at all. 
right? I think Vernon Adams is a fantastic quarterback. I'm so happy to see that he got this shot after watching him in that preseason game with Montreal. He just kind of knew it was coming. Like, he was there. So, super happy to see him there. But I think Cody Fajardo might just be just that little bit better right now. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. For sure. Those two... Those two guys are both young enough that I think that they can be kind of the next competitive duo, especially with that Montreal team looking, you know, to kind of re- resurrect themselves from the grave after a couple of terrible, terrible years. I think, uh, you know, them and Dane Evans, along with like, Nick Arbuckle, could could be the future. And I think you're, you've built you're building your future off of four pretty solid young quarterbacks. Oh, 100 percent. Number four, Shane. Who do I have at number four? Yeah. I I got to go Calaris at number four. Okay. I think if he can stay healthy, build off of, even if there is a year, I think that offense and that system is very, very good for him. So I don't see why he couldn't repeat um, or why they couldn't repeat last year's magic. Yeah. Let me also add Matt Nichols to my potential number five spot. I still think Fajardo edges him out just with his injury history, but uh, Nichols is also there, so you won't see him anywhere up in my top quarterbacks there, but I think I've just named the entire league at this point. (laughs) But at number four for me, I've got Jeremiah Mazzoli because I'm, again, I'm a big Mazzoli fan. After what I saw him, watching him as Kolaros was getting hurt with Hamilton, you know, in that uh, 2015 when he was uh, stepping in for Kolaros, and everybody kind of thought it would be a walk in the park for Ottawa to beat a, a Kolaros-less uh, Hamilton team for Ottawa. He was He's always been really impressive to me. And I, I hope that coming off that injury, Hamilton actually gives him the chance to take over that starting quarterback spot again. I, I don't want to see them just give it to Dane Evans. Oh, definitely not. Because, uh, it, that's not Steinhauer's yeah, way of thinking. I, I, th- I think Mazzoli's a better quarterback right now. I don't care if you're going to get rid of Mazzoli after the year for Evans. I think that's reasonable just because you, you kind of know that Evans is the future for the the, the Ticats at the quarterback spot, right? Mazzoli's getting up there in age. He's coming off a, a really bad injury. So I can understand why you want to put your your eggs in the Dane Evans basket. But I think right now I'd rather have Jeremiah Mazzoli at my quarterback spot. So I'm putting him at number four. I think there's still three quarterbacks in the league that are better than him. One of them, you know, I, I won't even give it away yet. You'll, you'll figure it out. So we're slotting into number three, eh? Yes. Who? I mean, I think we all know who one and two are. Yeah, um, well, the order of one and two might be a little different for us, but yeah, I think we all know who who one and two will be for for the most part. So for number three, uh, I think this one's going to to frustrate you a lot, and it frustrates me to say it, but I think Harris will slot in at number three. I think that team, it, it, he's just going to be proven, and you know. If you have a guy with a chip on his shoulder, that team might have a chip on their shoulder. New coaching staff, new identity. Um, I think Harris comes out either in 2020 or 2021, guns blazing, and he slots in at number three. That's who I have at number three as well. As much as it annoys me to say it, because I've said in the past, I don't know if you can win a championship with Trevor Harris. I don't know if he's that guy. But I think he's he's still when he's on, like we said when we were reviewing the uh, the Edmonton football team's uh, depth chart. When he's on, he's really good. When he's not on, he's really bad. And if he can if if he can be on for Edmonton in four or five of the six games, I think they're going to do really well. It just it's, it's it's a matter of being more consistent for him because if he was consistent, Shane, I'm going to be honest with you, he'd be better than Mike Riley. Oh, 100%. Possibly the best quarterback the CFL has ever seen. No. I don't think anyone can top Bo Levi. I don't... 
if he was consistent. Even then, don't care. That's what that's what Bo is. You you know exactly what you're going to get with Bo every single time he's on the field. He would be. He's just consistent. Yeah, he would be more up there, but I don't think Bo. Bo is the best quarterback the league has seen in the last thirty years. And no disagreements. And I think you, you just kind of told everybody who your number one spot is. But if Trevor Harris was a little bit more consistent, I think we probably would have seen him a little bit earlier in his career. And I don't know. Playing behind I, I Ricky think, Ray, I don't think you would have. He would have had to leave Toronto. I, I think that would have happened, though. Eh, I don't think so, but, because you can't just leave to go to a spot. He left to Ottawa because it was the best opportunity. Well, yes, they also promised him a starting job and then made Henry Burris retire because of it. Yeah, well, that's because Campbell's kind of an idiot. That was a mark. Was, I don't know who was responsible. I thought it, I thought it was, was Campbell. I thought Campbell promised him the job. That was part of their pitch. I'm not too sure. I thought, Desjard- I know- I thought Desjardins was under the impression that they would go into camp with an open competition if Burr still wanted to come back. And Burr... By the way, too, thank Christ that Henry Burris didn't get a chip on his shoulder and decide to go elsewhere because if he would have played another team and retired as, like, a Saskatchewan Rough Rider or something, that would have been tough. Thank God that Henry Burris decided it was enough and retired. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, number two, I think we both know who we're putting here. And... Me is I'm Mike Riley here. Yeah, I mean Mike Riley as our um, Mike Riley as our top as our number two is probably the best thing. Like I don't even know what to say about him. Like he's just been consistent since leaving BC the first time to go to to Edmonton. Like he's just been a constant pro. I don't even know what else to say about him. It's kind of amazing that somebody's overtaken Mike Riley as the best quarterback in the CFL, but I don't think it's really up for debate anymore. I think we both know that Bo Levi Mitchell is the best quarterback in the league. And again, not a slight to Mike Riley at all. We all can respect what he's done for the CFL. Uh, One of the best quarterbacks to do it in the CFL, for sure. I'm excited to see the all-decade quarterbacks come out because I think there's a fat chance that we see Mike Riley on that team, depending how many spots there are. So... Again, a guy that's number two in the league right now that has a good chance to make that all-decade team, I think, is 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 great for the CFL. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's a hundred percent great for for the CFL. But you know, number two is definitely going to be Mike Riley, and that's that's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Also, assuming that the Lions can not have him be broken by week three by letting up. 104 sacks in two weeks but but um yeah i mean if if you give mike riley an offensive line and and weapons to work with he's 100 percent going to be effective i don't care how old he is if his arm can throw a football he's going to be good yeah that that's for sure and i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing either right no no you just know what you're gonna get like it doesn't matter how old he is i mean you're going to see a little bit of a decline in arm strength at some point, I think. We may have already seen it, but it, certainly it's coming. But you can't replace his deci- decision-making with anything. I don't care. Like We see it with Tom Brady, too. I, I hate Tom Brady, by the way, and so it pains me to say this. But for a guy that has like zero arm strength anymore, he knows exactly where to throw the ball all the time, and he never makes a dumb throw, and he limits interceptions. So, Tom Brady might not be the reason that you win a game anymore, but he won't be the reason you'll lose a game either. And, I mean, not a game manager, I don't think, but that's certainly enough to win you a Super Bowl or a great cup in this instance. Yeah, that's for sure. And, I mean, you know, he's damn damn well up there. But going into to number one, I think we both know who it is, and that's uh, Bo Levi. Nobody hates a quarterback who sucks. And if you look at it, the amount of people that hate Bo Levi Mitchell just tells you how good he is. Tom Brady of the CFL. I mean, possibly. I mean, like, let's look around sports, right? Okay. People hate Tom Brady because he he wins championships. People hate LeBron James because he goes three and six in the championships, but he's, he's there every year. People just don't like the players that beat their team all the time. So 
the hate for Bowie by Mitchell is, I, I think, let, let's, let's be realistic here. I think it's justified because people are passionate about their own teams. And when they see somebody that stands in the way but between them and a championship every single year, it's natural to hate that player. That's sports. And I think that's that's what creates rivalries. That's why people hate Bowie by Mitchell in this league. But that just tells you how good he is. Yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, it kind of sucks, but it is what it is at the same time. Right. We're, like, when Bowie by Mitchell retires... We're going to look back at him and we're going to talk about how amazing he was. And we got to watch him play in, in years X where he did this amazing thing. And people are going to have super fond memories of him. But for now, people hate him. And I think that's if somebody hates you in sports because of how good you are, that's the ultimate sign that of respect. Yeah. As, as twisted as it is, if people take to Twitter and just call you trash and they tell you to get hit by a bus... That is in a weird way, in in its own twisted sports way, one of the highest forms of respect is to hate you so much because you're so good. Yeah, and I mean I think that's the the big thing, right? It's like By the way, I'm not I'm not condoning you to go tell somebody to get hit by a bus because they're good, but people do that. Yeah, and I think that's what needs to be done is that like Bo Levi is just that good. Yeah. It's just it, he, it is the way it is. Um, there's no other. There's no other way around it. Uh, I don't even. I like. I think that's the issue. Is that like, what is there to do for him? I don't know. There, there's not much that he hasn't done in the CFL. Like, uh, I just. There's certain things that you look at and you're like, I want that from a uh, from a quarterback. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me tell you this too. There's not a single general manager in the CFL that if they had the first overall pick in in a, in, a, in a fantasy draft redraft of the league, every single GM would pick Bowie by Mitchell. Every single hundred percent. There's not one GM in the league, and if there is, they should be fired now. Because Bowie by Mitchell is hands down the best quarterback in the league right now, and by the time he's done, might even be the best quarterback the CFL has ever seen. I know I said that about a couple of guys, but Bowie by Mitchell is legitimately the one that I think has the, the chance where he might already be there. Oh, 100%. And he's only what? 20, he's what? 29 right now? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's ridiculous. So Bo, Bo is 30 right now, so I was a little bit off. Uh, but his birthday was in March, so the last time I checked, he was 29. But, yeah. I don't, like, he might have five, six, seven, eight years left in the tank. So I encourage you while you are hating Bo because the stamps are always good and he's really good, appreciate him a little bit. Just boo him and hate him when he's doing beating your team because that's what Bo Levin Mitchell does. He beats your team. Don't care who you cheer for. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the unfortunate part. But um, he's all like... Bo Levi just makes things look so effortlessly. Like, I don't even know how else to, to explain it. How many receivers played in Calgary for a year or two and then signed deals elsewhere in the CFL? Or signed in the NFL? Right. Like... I don't know. It's not... <laughs> we're not going to see another guy like Bo Levi Mitchell for a very long time after he's gone, so... No, that's for sure. And it kind of sucks, but you know, that's 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 football. Like we we will see another more great quarterbacks, without a doubt. But Bo Levi Mitchell is just a different breed, man. Yeah, that's for sure. And it, but again, it, it kind of just sucks. Shane, the guy's 77, 18, and two in his CFL. Career. Oh, I'm fully aware. I am fully aware on like where where they are. You know what? I'm just glad that he didn't get $900,000 from Toronto, and I'm glad he signed back in the CFL. Because this guy, let's be real, face of the league. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he's definitely he's definitely the face of the league. He's definitely been the uh, the golden boy, I guess, is what you would, would call it. That's, that's valid, too, because he, you know, he does get favorable calls. The league loves him. Um... 
But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just one of those things where it kind of sucks because he's so good that there's not much you can do about it. You won't fully appreciate him until he's gone if you're not a Stamps fan. 100%. That's 100% true. But, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I under like I said, I understand why people hate people, like players that are really good. I hate Tom Brady. I don't like LeBron James. Tom Brady stood in the way of the Bills forever. LeBron James literally had LeBronto. So, I un- like, I understand and fully, un- like, I fully understand why people don't like certain players, no matter how good they are. It's that one player standing in the way of your team and them going to where you want them to go. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, Bo, you're reading all that garbage on the internet about, you know, that made you delete your Twitter account, I think. I don't think you have one anymore. But people are afraid of you because you're damn good at football. Yeah, it makes no sense. But with that being said, uh, that wraps up today's episode. Um, You know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Hope you all enjoyed this little, little rant and whatnot. Um, that being said, you know, we do plan on, uh, on releasing more merch. As I said, uh, we should be releasing the, the, uh, red bubble account soon. Uh, if you've listened to this, you know about it. It'll probably be released. If you haven't, if you're listening to this after, uh, it should be released at 11 o'clock Eastern on, uh, on our Twitter and our Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. So definitely check out for there. And there's a bunch of different stuff on there, so you'll definitely want to go see. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find myself uh, six one. Uh, find myself at chain underscore ryan ninety seven. You can find Frankie at six one three Frankie. My and you can find us at Thirteenth Man Pod, Instagram, uh, and Twitter. And you can find us Thirteenth Man Podcast on Facebook. Check us out on on our website Thirteenth Man the Thirteenth Man Podcast dot com. And again on Red Bull on Red Bubble at Thirteenth Man Pod. Um, Red Bull. <laughs> uh, where we'll have a bunch more items for sale there. Uh, have a great one. We will catch you back Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, with a brand new episode.